creators, what's going on? You already know in the Hago, it's the neighborhood Ruby Sprayer, Remo Marac, here for another edition of Cuts. You know what the Cuts stand for, Culture, Urban, Technology, and Sports. Yes, my creators, we are at episode 86, episode 85. Definitely we had Louis Comella of iVox Plus. Oh man, that was definitely a dope, dope episode. We definitely got and reached out to the independent filmmakers. Now, we got another stylist here. In the building, C- celebrity stylist. Definitely, if y'all remember from uh, season three, I had uh, Son- uh, Son- uh, Sonica Garada. You know, she was a dope, dope celebrity stylist. Now I have over here to my left, to y'all right, I got Sigourney Style God. I got it. You got to listen. Everybody that has God in their name, you got to put the emphasis in it. Style God. Sally in the buildings. What's good? What's going on? What's up? What's up? Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Hey, listen, listen. I, I, am, I am happy for you being here because I'm not going to lie. That's my creators. That's I know. You know, yes, I do speak to people in my travels, but also, too, I do speak to people uh, you know, in my search when I'm on social media and everything like that, and I'm not going to lie. Um, she came up on my feed in, in a, not a weird, but it was like one of those like, wow, this world is really small ways, you mm-hmm. know, and um, we both know of somebody, unfortunately, that did pass. I mean, I'm not saying it on that. You know, she was a great woman. I don't I don't like speaking on death per se, but that is the truth. And then also, too, I just followed up on her, uh, her brand. And I was like, oh, got to have her on. I hit her up. You know what I'm saying? She's definitely, definitely in, in the mix. She's definitely been in the mix for a while. You know what I'm saying? And she's definitely rising in, in the ranks and is settling, you know what I'm saying, in the ranks. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, let me, let me shoot my shot. Let me not, well, not that sense, my creator. I'm just saying, let me shoot my shot. You know, like Wayne Grassy said, yo, you got to take 100 shots mm-hmm. to make the 99th one. You know what I'm saying? Real rap, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, man, yo, she's here. And that's the end of story time. What's good? What's going on? What's 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 shaking, baby? Oh, I mean, everything's good. Got a uh, well. I officially, I moved back to New York, so okay. that's the thing. Um, I was in Miami for about like two years because I had opened up my own boutique out there. Oh, nice. So um, that was a new experience. You know, I have a lot of, uh, before getting into re- uh, styling, I had did a lot of uh, merchandising for a lot of different brands and right. also a lot of different uh, major stores. So it was like to get the opportunity to at least... I guess accomplish one of my dreams. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that was an awesome experience. Like to me, it was still me accomplishing whether or not I failed it or mm-hmm. whether or not I succeeded in it. You right. know what I mean? But luckily I got out of it before the everything happened with the pandemic. Right. Oh my god. Because Florida was one of those states that whether or not you still had a running business or not, they expected rent. Mm. Like they, they're yeah, yeah, they was, they was them doing that pause. We, we all hear it. Florida is a crazy state. Mm-hmm. You so, know what I mean? So, from, 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 from partying to money, the arts, to, to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's like Florida lives in its own bubble right. more than other right. states as with right. it. So I had to get out of that beforehand. But like luckily, I, I, I luckily I still have family out here in New York. So I had to move back to New York because honestly, I was missing my creativity. Mm. like it, I've moved so many different times because of my job, and literally, I don't get the same buzz as I get from the creativity that I get out here in New York. Right. Like, it's something about the energy out here, something about the people, like, even, like, the native New Yorkers to the people who moved here from other states and became native New Yorkers, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something about the energy here 
that even when you go to other places, like I've lived in Atlanta, I've done North Carolina, like I've lived in Miami, I still always wanted to come back to New York. Oh, wow. It's just, it's like, I'm, I just think that, like, me and the creativity and mm -hmm. what I get from here, that that's what builds me up. That's what fuels me to keep doing right. things. You know what I'm saying? Because I just I just feel like you could just run into so many different people into one in one day in New York that there's no way for you not to be inspired living out here. No, that's what's up, man. Right. Yeah, no, that's what's up. I'm definitely glad you opened up on that. Mm -hmm. Because it's... It, I always tell people, when, you know, me, I've been in New York forever. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie. I done did everything here. Probably the only thing maybe is stardom here, but I've been in the ranks in the industry, you know, mm -hmm. doing what I do with everything from acting, the minor acting, acting to media yeah. to producing and everything. I've done that, graduated here of all levels, mm -hmm. you know, kindergarten, junior high school, mm -hmm. college. So I understand where you're coming yeah. from. I'm definitely glad you touched on that. And like, you gotta really, 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 really be thorough. Yeah. To be here, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is real talk yeah. at the end of the day because everybody is a gorilla, mm -hmm. everybody walks fast. You know what I'm saying? You try to walk mm -hmm. slow, somebody's gonna get pissed, you're gonna piss somebody off. Yeah. You take the train and don't have subway etiquette, whether mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, you you in somebody's path or not somebody's path, you won't get it. Yeah. So, if you can survive here, it's really true, you can survive uh, anywhere. anywhere yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. That's definitely going with you of you being a stylist, you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, you've worked with many. From what I've seen, you've worked with a lot of great people yeah. thus far in your career. What do you feel separates you from the abundance of stylists that are in the game? Like, what's the, what separates you? Because having the name Style God, mm -hmm. it, it, it got to be some kind of distinction. You know what I'm saying? So what do you feel that separates you from everybody? This is real talk. Um, honestly, like, hmm, let me see. I'm just going to keep it simple realistically it's it's me being me like right. i've always been myself that's the one thing that anyone in this industry that has ever met me anyone that has ever come into contact with me anyone that has spoken to me i've always been unauthentically authentically myself mm. oh you gotta break that down you know what that's I mean? dope. That was that dope. So, my career. That was fine. Yo, you gotta break that down. So, so the thing is that like i always have been I naturally am a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always known that, like, you know, since I was young, I've always known, like, I'm not here to be normal. Like, I'm here to be special. I'm here to accomplish. I also always known that naturally I'm a humanitarian because I want to help people. And that's why I do styling, because I help people through fashion. You know what I mean? Like, it's something like everybody has a story in what they tell. When we wear certain things, we tell a story. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that a lot of people don't know how to fluctuate their story because their mind may be so many different places. That's the reason why a lot of celebrities need people that think and are proactive, that are hairstylists, that are makeup artists, that are managers, that are engineers, that are producers, that are stylists. Because you need people who are already driven because you are so driven, but you are also... I have to be here at this place, and you may have a photo shoot at this time. You may have to do this. How can you do all of that? You're keeping yourself scheduled, and you also got to have other people to keep you scheduled. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So being a stylist, to me, has always been a way for me to give back. You know what I mean? It's always been everything is full circle. You know what I mean? Um, also, at the same time, like it's it's always been I've never been a person that likes to wait. 
Like I don't I don't believe in knocking on doors. I want to break down the door. Mm-hmm. I've always been that person from me getting into the industry. I got into the industry actually not even in the styling way. I got into the industry through magazines cuz I went to Fashion Institute. Okay. Like um, FIT, I did read up on that. Yeah, you know, my major, I have a double major, uh actually a triple major. I have a double major and oh, wow. um I have a fashion merchandising associate of bit a bachelor's degree in um, advertising and marketing and also a bachelor's degree in jewelry design because the thing wow. is that I wanted to make sure that what I always look when I've read interviews from June Ambrose from Groovy Lou like from other stylists within the game like is that they were able to get a lot of people it's it, sad to say especially like African Americans within the industry because the thing is that we did not understand the business portion of it Mm -hmm. So when I went into this industry, I want to understand the business portion. I want to know what the PR agents are saying to these people to get these companies to want to work with their clients. Because ultimately, that's how I handle my styling. I don't, some people, I've I've seen other stylists' emails from companies when I've gotten close with people. And they'd be like, look at how this stylist wrote an email as as compared to like someone that writes a PR email. And when you ask somebody who, what, why, when, and how. That's what people don't understand. These people don't have to give you clothes. Mm-hmm. These people don't have to lend you stuff. You Correct. have to prove to them why it is that these people are important. Who is your client? Why are they important? How can they maximize my reach? You know what I mean? Like, what can they do for me and when can this happen? Like, that's what people want to know. You know what I mean? Like, if you could tell them that straight up instead of giving them the fluff, they'll respect you more. That's how I've made a lot of my connections with people. I don't hit them with the fluff. I'm writing you an email that's telling you exactly what it is that I need from you, what I can do for you, and what can we make happen. You know what I mean? It's still a business. I still know some people I got to pay. I still know some people that are going to give me stuff for free. I still know people that I'm establishing relationships with for a bigger goal. You know what I mean? And I've also watched other stylists that I've, like, helped along the way because I've always been a person where I feel like you need to pay it forward you know what I mean like I don't understand people who don't want to help the next generation because at Mm. the end of the day we are not going to be here forever right you know what I mean like we don't have immortality we all have a point a a point b and then there's the point z when we get to the end you know what I mean and during that time if you can't teach to the next generation then what's your purpose I mean, this is my creators that we who, we went we already started off and just got got to it. Yeah, no, because that's definitely a good thing. Because what it is, and I hate to go there with it, you know. Unfortunately, primarily in hip hop culture, which is like very weird, because all other cultures, mm-hmm. it that, that does happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The generational wealth, or even for that matter, the generational, let's say, power per se, mm-hmm. right? It gets transcended down. Like, okay, hey, you take over the yeah. ranks, you come with this. But it's always in hip hop culture, which is crazy. It's like it's. I get the competition, but then again, it's like, all right, well, it, you're not, you're not gonna. You, no, I don't want you taking over because yeah. I'm still here and I'm going. But it's like, bro, like or sis, like yo, um, somebody else has to like maintain the yeah, essence. I always tell people this all the time whenever I rece- whenever I received any energy where there feels like there's competition, right? How can you compete for something that we can make? 
there's so there's because I look at it like this, like we we gonna really if we gonna talk about it, we gonna talk about it. Yeah, right? yes, let's get to you it. gonna put y'all gonna really put thirty million dollars towards crack pipes? Right. <laughs> so if they got thirty million dollars towards crack price, I'm pretty sure that there's enough money to pay for all of these different styling projects that there are. Right. You Super know what facts. I mean? I'm pretty sure every day there's a new artist that's coming out that has at least one fifty for a new up and coming stylists who don't got all the pulls and maybe pulling stuff from their closet. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that there's budgets for other things. I'm pretty sure when people want to pay for stuff. They want to pay for stuff. So why do we have to, like, why does it have to be this built-up competition within, like, especially within hip-hop stylists? Like, to me, I don't, to me, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Because every single day, like, there's always somebody new. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, being realistic, a lot of these artists aren't built to be here for longevity. Mm-hmm. So the, you may get this one artist who may may have a year in the industry. Mm-hmm. That year is up. You're going to get somebody else. And in between of you having that one client, I bet you there's five or six other clients that's walking through the record label. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right so on. it's like... Because the numbers. Because the numbers in, in this era. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's a there's about a good, let's say, off the, off the top minimum, there's like a thousand stylists. Yeah. There's a thousand or more podcasters. Yeah. Actors. You know what I'm saying? Artists, mm-hmm. rap artists, makeup artists. It's a, always an abundance, but then again, that's why I asked you the question of what makes it, you significant or whatever, because that's the that's the key thing in the name yeah. at the end of the day. Like, you got to make sure that you are different yeah. from that next 5, 10, 15 of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely glad you touched on that. Like, what else do you feel can change? Besides, you you did talk about us working together and as yeah. well as the competition. But what else do you feel within of your culture as far as like the fashion and, and makeup and styling culture? Do you feel definitely could change and then that could definitely um, prolong the culture thereof? Um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that people don't like to touch up on, but it's a subject that is the reality. I mean, let's, let's talk with it. Let's, um, get, let's get to I mean, it. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a sexism. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the thing is that it, it is a reality. You know what I mean? Like, my biggest competition is not a female. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, my biggest competition is not a female. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know what I mean? I don't really like to touch on it because people are yeah touching, I know you know what I know I'm but 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 it is the reality of the industry because right. the thing is that like you know what I mean it's something that I tell people that like you know when uh, most females like to have people who tell them what they want to hear you know what I'm saying so sometimes when it comes from another female and it's yeah. a stylist and a client thing it's seen as hating when right. it's not Right. When it's just the reality of this, this doesn't work for you. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to them taking the advice, you know what I mean? And they may see it as, oh, this is my homeboy and my homegirl. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it. Right. Because they'll, like, it may not be taken as serious as it is from a female. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's something that I deal with a lot also because the thing is that a lot of female clients don't like a lot of female stylists but then you have to think of with having male clients like the aspect of attraction right you know what i'm saying and then it becomes a catch-22 because you're not taken serious Mm -hmm. that's why if you really see like a lot of stylists are very cutthroat 
and that's what causes it being the cutthroat. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be too nice right. or too this because people will take advantage Man. of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's something where we have access to clothes where they don't have to pay for it up front. Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these places, especially when you pull from like Bloomingdale's and Nostrand, like like Nostrums and like, you know, Saks and Barney's when Barney's was open, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Like, it's a percentage that they pay. And it's a percentage that they have to pay back within what they're purchasing. So they can wear stuff and then return it back. You know what I mean? Like, that happens all in the industry. Like, it is what it is. There's some people who make custom, but even then, if you find somebody in Wichita, Kansas, who knows how to make custom stuff the way Dapper Dan does, who are you going to go with? Right. That's true. You That's know what true. I'm saying? Like, That's it's true. a beautiful thing because you're giving this person an opportunity. They see it as an opportunity, which it is. You know what I'm saying? Because they're getting their stuff on a client that has a big name, but also at the same time, it's the stylist and the client trying to figure out the cheaper route to get more bang for their buck mm. since they have to purchase. Right. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go to Dapper Dan Gucci, Gucci uh, in Harlem, right. you're not yeah, you're not paying yeah. anything less than a band or two. Yeah, that's super fast. You know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> shout, like to shout to Dapper Dan. Yeah, no, that's super Like fast. You're not paying less than that. You know what I mean? But like if you go to somebody who can do the same thing and is skilled and stuff like that, then yeah. But that's also why you have a stylist in it because the stylists are supposed to find people who are new. It's not just about going to the store and getting the newest Gucci and Balenciaga and this and that is actually about fashion. That's why people respect people like Colin Carter with Cardi B because he is not just doing just the big names. There's been a lot of people where he's pushed new designers, where he's had new people. You know what I mean? Like that's someone that I call like my friend. Like I've known him like when me and him was going to the tents at Fashion Week. That's how long I've been going to Fashion Week. They people most some people don't even know what the tents look like <laughs> in Bryant Park. You know what I right. mean? Like they'll never get to experience that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I've known him from that long and seeing where he was and seeing where he is now is a beautiful thing because he has also, like myself, only been himself. How he is and how he's portrayed and how he looks in the media is how he's always been. Cool, calm, and collective, and always had a great fashion sense. Yeah, no, that's what's up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's like, that's what that's what it's about. Like, when you are being, like, a stylist, or you're doing that, like, I like to tell, like, especially, like, the next generation, like, you don't have to look like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, the one thing I will tell people is that, okay, you may not have... The, all the money to maybe have be on set and have like the newest fly kicks or have this on or have like certain things on to make people feel like you have a status right mm -hmm. but as long as you come to that set and you're helping out on that set whatever it is whether or not you're an intern assistant like a second assistant to the stylist uh, whatever the position is as long as you come there you're clean all black Nothing on, you know what I mean? Like hair slicked back, hair down, and braids are there, you know what I mean? Make sure you're clean. Make sure your presentation is correct. That's what they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to act, don't act, don't be the weirdo that comes to help out with heels on because it's not realistic. Right. 
Joan right. Ambrose don't even wear heels. When we see photos of her dressing Diddy, she has on sneakers and she's on her knees fixing the jeans, doing what she has to do. You gotta get to work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what people don't re- like realize. Like when I see stylists come on set and I see them with heels, that's a joke. That's not reality. How are you on heels and you got to fix somebody's jeans, maybe do this, lint roll them, you got to run after them. Make sure that the shoe, bottom of their shoes is taped. Because if it's not taped, then we paying for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that stuff, and you wearing Louboutin heels, that's that's not even reality. Right, and that's, that's where you stay on that. Like, do you feel more so, like, people that have come into the fashion and styling game and culture, do you feel it's more so... They're just doing it for moments, or it's more so, do they really care about the longevity? Because obviously with you, and the many that you mentioned, you know what I'm saying, thank, definitely thank you for referencing that, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's definitely y'all cared about the longevity. Yeah. But with the unfortunate of the abundance of stylists that have come into the game, and stuff like that, it's more so now, it's starting to almost be laughable, in a sense. not laughable that people are laughing at y'all, but as far as the value mark, it's like, all right, well, well which one are you going to be? You it's, know? it's always been a weird value mark because the thing is that, like, when it comes down to a, a craft like this, you have to learn your worth. Mm. And that's what is the hardest thing for people. Because when I first came into the industry, like, I'm not going to lie, I did jobs for almost nothing. You know what I mean? But it was because of the opportunity of what it was. You know what I mean? Like one of my first like styling uh, jobs went, this is when I was working at, because I used to uh, do special events for a magazine called Trace Magazine. Okay. We used to do a party uh, called Black Girl, Black Girls Rule. So, um, and stuff like that. So when I was getting ready for a party with, uh, I believe at that time, it was um, Khalees. It was like their 10th anniversary party. And I, I had Khalees come and Snoop Dogg and another person. So I was getting ready to like finish planning that up. The event was in two days. And um, I had the fashion director on a magazine ask if I wanted to shoot with Santi Gold because she needed somebody to like, help on the set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm working at the job. I'm not going to charge her. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like, we're still working as a collective. And I saw it as, you know what? I'm already getting paid for this at the job. This is a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. From having that opportunity that opened up the doors for, like, other jobs. That's what got me into meeting uh, Kalisa's best friend, Legendary Damon. Right. And he introduced me to Kim V. And Kim V got me my first styling gig with Amber Rose when Amber Rose was still dating Kanye when she was. Oh wow! Girl. That and you see how you see how quickly it went. Like from me dressing this one person, right? I got. She told me to follow Legendary Damon on Twitter. Right. He said he needed an assistant. I mm-hmm. lived five blocks from him at the time. Oh wow! I told him I'll be there in ten minutes. And I took a car from my house to his house, was there in 10 minutes. When I walked through the door, Khalees was sitting there. Like, and that's the end. Are you hearing this one, Yo, I still bring you It was crazy because it was like, see, like, how some people, they go crazy for people who like glitz and glamour. And I get, I love people who are still down to earth. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, when I see Khalees, I still see the Harlem girl. You know what I mean? Like, she still is a homegirl because she was chilling, no problem. And even out here, if it didn't work for her with the music, now she's like a world-renowned chef. Like, right. 
Hey. We're talking about a level up, you know what hey. I mean? Who still can sing when she wants to, and she has her fan base. Her fan base may not have been here in America, but hey, with them Euros, yeah. with them Euros hey. and the international, she's living good. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, hey. we're not making any complaints over here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's like, you know, like, I, I just see how everything, like, ties back. Because, like, even um, Small World, like, with me getting with me getting black ink. You know what I mean? Like it was something Shouts to Black Ink. Like it was something that I had um I had pretty much like I had like sat down with like a friend of mine the year before and I and we were talking about like what is it that you wanna accomplish? What are the things that you wanna do? The one thing I had always said is like, you know what? I did um I had did rip the runway. I told myself I was like like somewhere in my career I had to do rip the runway. So I did rip the runway. I did um like an album cover at that time it was like an independent artist uh nikki nitu like she was like a, a super independent artist um i had did the magazine stuff i was working with like trace magazine i'd helped them curate their blog because that was a way where i got my styling workout because the thing is that if i can get these people to be on the blog then i can dress them so it was an opportunity for me and mm -hmm. they didn't understand the blog because that's when blogs first was coming out right you know what I'm saying? So they had no idea what to do. And I was just like, hmm, I can make fashion content and I can build up my resume at the same time. Do you hear that, my creators? This is no jokes here. Like, she's, she's really telling us the story of, like, just how it went layer from layer to layer. And it's always what I've been saying on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's why I would cuts. That's why I did this. Because mm -hmm. I started seeing a lot in the industry for people under the acronym, you know, culture, urban technology, and sports that, you know, they're coming into it and they're just not understanding what the value is to, yeah. to keep at. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, just like with styling and fashion, it's a very prestigious um, field and, and culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, just like I, I had my man, um, my homie Chris, um, I thought, oh man, he's going to kill me if I forget his last name. But he was heavy in the fashion game and stuff like that. And he broke down his stories about, yo, um, he, he calls himself Fashion Guy and why. Like, he was telling me of his stories about what he had to go through yeah. to get into this. Like, this is no joke. This is not like, that, oh, that, hey, I get content, I film it, and then why, I'm in here. This is why, like, I don't, like, this is why it's always, like, a catch-22 when it comes down to, like, the new stylist and then, like, you know, the older, not really, I don't no, know. No, not older, older established. Let's just call what it is. Let's just call what it is. The established. Come on, let's call what it is. Like, it was like, I... I had to do so many different things to get to where I was at. I remember sneaking into parties because I had to be at events. I remember when I was working at Trace Magazine, no one knew that I wasn't 21. Oh, wow. I've always had a very, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have a, a aura about me. Like, because even how I got Trace, I was originally interning... And doing marketing for Mass Appeal magazine. Like, this is when Mass Appeal before Nas. Oh, wow. So, this is when my, Nas, Mass Appeal was in Lorimer Street.
a good woman, but you keep fucking up, and you keep fucking up. Got a real one, hit the real from the jump, I've been real from the jump. I've been real, so this how you feel. Never had a fuck to give about a nigga, never had a fuck to give about a nigga. Now I'm sitting here like, oh, this nigga got me triggered. I gotta calm, gotta calm down. If I don't calm down right, right now, I might pull up to her house. I might pop her in her Yeah, so now nah, definitely, you uh, man, my career is like, you know, always, you know, I definitely had to play the music video. We're back here. Sigourney was just going in. Great story. You know what I'm saying? But now let's get to her latest project that she's acting on. All right. Yeah. Shopish. What's going on? Now, I, I, I want to ask, you know, first and foremost, I've definitely seen from on your social media the beginning stages in the in the in the production process. You know mm-hmm. how's that? Go- you know definitely how's that going along? Oh, and also- I mean, it's going good. It's going mm-hmm. good. Um, we have been in production. I would say probably about like a month now. Okay. Um, right now it's going to be on. Uh, it's going to be on a streaming service uh, called Kianji Streaming. 
Um, he's done a lot of independent like movies, um, but he also works with um, a lot of different like you know like cameramen who do stuff for like VH1, MTV, Oxygen Channel. So like even the the crew that we have that's working like they're super professional. Like they they, they came with all the big boy cameras like and everything. Um, but it 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 is a difference because right. I am so used to being behind the scenes right. that now that I have to be like in front of the camera, it's definitely it's like I catch myself like sometimes getting too nervous. But I'm happy that I'm doing it with people that I work with every single day. Right. You know what I mean, because it's like we we all support each other in the process of this, and like even to the point where it's just like you know like. If they do, if we do a good job, like an interview, once they say cut, like we we're like clapping, like nah, that was great, like you know what I'm saying. Or it's like if I get one of us get nervous, we snap each other back into reality. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the thing is that like, and I I know from behind the scenes like how <laughs> this reality TV stuff yeah, can go. Yeah, I, I was, I'm so, that's why that's I was so gonna get into they, it. I was so gonna get into that, it. Like you know, I just want us to all say on the same accord like how we are you okay. know what i mean and for things not to change um but i don't really see any of it changing because things that like this is we really are telling like our real life you know what right. i'm saying like we're doing for tv purposes you know what i mean stuff may be added in here and there but the thing is that the stuff is added in from personal stories that they've asked us you know mm. what i mean there's nothing fake anything that any stories that are being told any situations that are happening is things that are that are really realistically happening you know what i mean it may not have happened that year right. but it's happened in that shop because that right. shop like that shop that one on notion avenue has pretty much been uh open for like the past 5 years right that's what's up. Yeah, and that's why I'm definitely glad you touched on that because that's what I wanted to really ask you was like, of your experience of, because you've been, you know, on your career, I know you've definitely been on many, many, mm -hmm. many reality productions and everything like that. Like, what were you going to take into it? But I'm definitely glad you touched on that because, you know, that transition, it's a cha it's a challenging transition. It's not yeah. really a difficult one. It's more challenging because now it's like you were like, now you got to yeah. be like, you know, you got to pose, you got to be ready, you got to know the lighting, yeah. uh, you know, on the other end, you know? And it's also at the same time, it puts, like, okay, so every everybody is, like, you know what I mean? Everybody has their positions that they play on the show and the stuff like that that they do in the shop. See, like, with me, I think maybe because I think too much. Right. Um, I also have to remember that there's a particular image that is going to be of mm -hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because when people see me, they see me as style god. You know what I mean? Like, right. they see me as this is the person who is the stylist to da 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 da, da. They have done this. Right. They have expectations of, like, how it is. So it's like, for me, like, I know, like, all right, I'm going to be my true authentic self. You know right. what I mean? Because it's like, even the things that they have written in, you know what I mean, realistically for some things, um... It's shit I would say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and when I asked them where they got some of this information from, they like, right. well, these are what your coworkers say. And I'm like, you know what? God damn it, they know me pretty well. You know what I mean? They know, they know I would say this, and they know I would, like, do this in this kind of, like, situation. But it's also at the same time, I know people are going to be looking at me for fashion, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, yeah, you, you got the I'm, name. <laughs> but it's like, you know, my my one thing that is a beautiful thing is that like I've been very big on helping my friends who I know that may have like 
a new boutique. You know right. what I mean? Like in this first like episode that I was in that we oh, just we finished um like filming. You know what I mean? Like I, I I went to like one of my friends, like she moved from LA and she moved to Westchester and she was like, Yo, I just opened up a boutique. She was like, I would love to like give you like some pieces, you know what I mean? So it's like I worked her looks into it. So now when this is shown, you know what I mean? Because we're gonna definitely do a um a uh, you know, like a a showing and stuff like that when the show right. comes out and stuff like that. But now she now I can send her the episode and she can say that her stuff is on the episode. Is on the episode you know what I mean? Right. And like for small businesses, that's a big thing. Because if it's you can thing. yeah, if you can send somebody, oh this is the link, this is that, or you could watch this, that that's more you know what I mean? Like exposure for us and that was a very big thing on why we wanted to do this independently. Right. You know what I mean? Because the thing is that being realistic, the best way to go with anything dealing with reality and TV right now is independent. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? True. Like if you're not already established into like these empires of the VH1s and the MTVs or doing things that you normally wouldn't do, you know what I'm saying? Like that's when you know what I mean? Of course, you go that route, and shit, it, it pays me, like, with some of those things. So I'm right. not going to tell nobody not to do it, you know what I mean? But with me, I'd rather go a little bit of the independent route so I can still stay true to myself. Right, And right. then if it gets, like, picked up, of course, like, that's a blessing. Because, but also at the same time, you never know what may happen from it. Somebody may see content, somebody may see this, and may like this person, may like that person, and give opportunities. That's really why we're doing the show. Right. We're doing the show to showcase the people who are in the shop, the things that go on in our daily life, to showcase the art. You know what I mean? Like, we're not really trying to do a lot of drama on that show because we're not really, like, a drama-filled shop in right. general. You know what I'm saying? And um, and pretty much just, like, showcasing the life and the, and the neighborhood of where we have our shop at, which is in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. You know right. what I'm saying? So... You know, I will say one of the little tidbits that, you know, give a little, like, out there is that, you know, Pop Smoke's mother will be on one of the episodes. Oh, that is epic. So, wow. Because, um, you know, a lot of people who may or may not know the owner of Amsterdam who owns the shop, he actually is the one who did Pop Smoke's hand tattoo. Wow. So, That's yeah. my creators. Yo, my creators, do you, do you hear what's going on here in this interview my creators? Like... Yo, yo, this might have to be premium episode, son. This might have to be premium episode, son. I'm just saying, this might have to be premium episode, son. Like, like, Miles, even Miles is laughing. Like, Miles is like, Remo, that's yeah, gonna have to be premium, Remo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, that is crazy. And, and also, too, just if you stay on it, I actually seen, you know what I'm saying, definitely, you know, CSI, your page, CSI, the stories, mm -hmm. and I see it, and I see, like, the genuineness, I see the togetherness, and I see, mm -hmm. like, okay, you're not trying to, like, be out there just to be out there, you no. know, it's definitely about, okay, we care about our craft, we care about, you know, what we are, and this is what we want to say, and yeah. that's dope, and definitely, uh, definitely glad you're going on that. Definitely with you, what... Do you want to set president for the next ten years? Hmm. Yeah, let's go there. We, yeah. <laughs> um, I know that. Let's, okay, so I want to go on tour. Oh wow! That's something that I book tour or just uh, a speaking tour. Like, no, what type of tour? I, I want to go on tour with a client. I want wow. to style a tour. That has always been a very big thing for me and okay. I feel it it's within 
arm distance. Okay. Um, because there is a particular client of mine who it may happen with. Okay. Um, so it's like, I, I just want to be able to like have that opportunity to say like, you know, I did this, I curated these looks, I came up with this, I was able to hire a team of like hungry individuals right. who want to do this. You know what right. I mean? Like I have so many different interns. Some I have virtual interns. Some I have interns that work with me in New York. I have some interns that work with me on project to project. You know what I mean? And if I am able to hire these people, then that'll be amazing because the things that like Style God is my name, but Style God is Style God LLC is ultimately a agency. That's always mm. what I wanted it to be. Mm. I wanted it to be an agency for creatives who are considered the weird ones. You know what I mean? Okay. They they may they may not do things the same way everybody else does, but they get the job done. And they're them. I mean? they're, they're, yeah, you know what I mean? They they oh, I what some people may say grassroots. Right. You know what I mean? Like cuz I'm very grassroots. Like I didn't come into this industry with it being like a velvet carpet and someone telling me like I want to help you and I want to do this. No, I made people help me. Mm. Like Man. I made people help me. I mean, like, you, you, you got it with the name Style God. Yeah, you, you know it. what I mean. Like you you're, you're going to help me because I can do this. Right. You know what I mean? Because the one thing about me is that like I know. Like no disrespect to anybody else that's in the room, but if you're in the room with me, I know I'm the best. Mm. I go. I'm glad you said that because there was a video you had. There was a story you had put out. I think it was like a, maybe a week or two ago. I think you were in the cat, mm-hmm. and you just like you was like, ah, you know what? F the humble shit. Let's 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 get with this shit. Like this is this is what it has to be. And you went not a tangent, but you was just like, I rugas are out. F that. I don't care who catch these bullets. This is what I feel. And I'm glad you touched on that because that's the reason why I was so hyped when you definitely accepted the comment because I was like, all right, I need her to be here to really talk to this because this is what is needed. And I feel versus exposing people, I, I'm not a firm believer of that, but I do am a firm believer of if you are one that had an established yeah. you know, career. And when I say established career, you could, if you want to say numbers-wise, 10. Yeah. Decade. Mm-hmm. Established decade. Plus backing of credible things that or credible projects that yeah. you have done, I feel it is that right mm-hmm. that you should say something for the culture because I feel it's like within our culture right now, it's just too many people are just like on the fence. Like some want to say something, then they don't, mm-hmm. then they want to complain. It's like wait a minute, but how can you complain about something if you know you are the changing of the guard? You are the one that can credibly say something, mm-hmm. why not say something? You know what I'm yeah, saying? 100%. You know? I mean, I, I've never been one to... I mean, it, it's a catch-22. It gets me in trouble. It doesn't get me in trouble. You're right. My mouth has always been an issue for me, but that's also because I'm a very blunt person. Right. Like, um... I don't believe in sugarcoating at all, and that be, that be my downfall sometimes with some people. But and to me, at the end of the day, if, if I was supposed to do it, it would have been happening. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I look at it like that. But I just feel that within this industry, like you, you have to, you have to be honest. You know what I mean? And that is one thing that people don't have in this industry because they do stuff for clout. 
Cloud, like, cloud's not even a word. But like that is, it's like it's not even a. Cloud word. has become a new like. It's like an adjective. Yeah. That's an understatement. Like I think it's like a verb. As no, it's like the like, new vitamin. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, 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 oh, ah, let me wake up. Let me get some cloud. People don't know how to work because of cloud. People, people, I'm a stylist because of cloud. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, 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 we, we said it before the, before the taping and the recording. We said, hey, if you got to step on some toes, you got to step on some toes. Yeah, hey. It's just it's like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody to each his own. But just because you're putting on expensive outfits that you bought from Bloomingdale's and you're going to return back, that doesn't make you a stylist. See, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because that was one of my questions that I wanted to get into. Like, do you feel... With a stylist nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of in, in retrospect to like even with us, like when I'm in production, like a lot of videographers feel like, oh, if I get the best camera, oh, I did the I did the work, but then the project be horrible. Yeah. It, same instance in your culture with styling. That do you feel that okay, stylists now they feel like oh, if I got the best clothes, or if I just got all name brand, or if I just use the best supplies to get the job done, I got the job done. Like take us into that. To particular clients. Yes, because that's what they want. Right. You can't give Nicki Minaj anything less than what Nicki Minaj wants. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? But for someone who is more open, like a Rihanna, Rihanna will wear, yes, she'll have on certain things, but there are times where Rihanna is wearing something from H&M, and then you mix it in. There's been times where I've put onto clients, like, there's been plenty of times on Black Ink, where they were wearing stuff from, I forgot what the name of that store was, but they closed it. It was like a mom and pop like discount store on 116th and Lennox, right on the corner. Oh, uh, not kind, no, not Conway. Um, I know you're talking about. It was Conway and it was another store and it was meshed together. Yes, when I had, I didn't have a lot of budget money to go. Yes, right. I put them in that. Okay. And but the things that you would never know, mm. Sassy's had it on. Mm. Like a male clients have had it on. Okay. It's about how you work something. It's right. never about how much money, like you know, something is. It's about looking at it, and it could be the cheapest thing, but does the texture look correct? Does this uh does this how does it look when you like flash it? So that's something that I would check also. Right. If I needed to pick something up quick for a client and I didn't really have that much budget and I needed to make it happen for them, mm -hmm. like all right, cool. How does it look in uh flash cameras? So I would take a photo. All right, cool. It doesn't look bad, so it looks realistic. This right. may be pleather, but it looks like leather. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And because it doesn't look cheap, mm. like. I could be realistic. The leggings I have on right now, you would think they're leather. They're pleather. They was only $15. Hey, hey, listen. You know what I'm saying? Listen. It's really about, like, when you're looking at something and you're figuring out, like, you know what I mean? Like, how can I work this? Because not all the time are you going to have a budget. Not all the time are you going to be able to get the clothes. You right. know what I'm saying? Because realistically, some things deal with credit, too. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the reason why you get assistance. <laughs> That's the reason why you have partners. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because some of these projects you can't do by yourself. That's a fact. That's a fact. Like, That's a fact. I, I respect it, man. I mm -hmm. respect it. All right. Enough of the nicey-nice. Time to get to the game either or, my mm -hmm. creators. You know what this is, my creators. Miles, you do too. You laughing. You know what this either or is going for. Either or, situational game. No political answers. 
you got it got to be either or. So definitely with you, definitely with your lengthy career, you know, lengthy length career, more than ten years, right? Which years would you pick and why? And I'm gonna pick random numbers. Which years would you pick? Year two of your career, mm-hmm. or or the year before last? That'd be what year? Let's say thirteen. Which which ones are you gonna go with and why? So you said the year two of my career. And what's the second? Year year two and the second one year thirteen. Year thirteen. Because I'm going by I'm going I'm going by what we talked about in the interview. So yeah. Um. Mm. Miles got another one. Miles, I knew it. I knew it, son. I knew it, son. It's gonna be something. Realistically, I'm not gonna lie. I would say year two. Okay, what happened? Let's go into it. Um, year two, I was just hungry. I was, I was outside. I was everywhere. Like, I think, like, oh, oh, this is what year two. Year two, really into my career, is when I was working with Legendary Damon, and I was still doing traits, and I was starting to go to Fashion Week. And I remember this fashion show because now he is one of the biggest fucking designers that there is now. And this is when he was just making crocodile leather jackets, Pyre Moss. Oh. Because a lot of people don't know, before he even started doing everything else out, he was known for his leather jackets. He had made a leather jacket for Usher Raymond mm-hmm. that everyone saw because he wore it, I believe, on the Grammys or American Music Awards, and he was everyone wanted to get one of his leather jackets. And I remember meeting him, and I remember us having a conversation, and I was just like, yo, this is, you're going to go far, like, with this. And we just, like, met through mutual friends, and I came to his event, and I think uh, it's like a rest at Soho Park. That's where. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, that, you remember that long No. Ago. Oh, my God. Yo, you know what's crazy? All right, all right. I'm going to align everything together. So, definitely in the interview, my creators, she was talking about the time she was working with um, Amber Rose when she was dating Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you remember a store called Intermix. Yeah. I used to work there. Wow. The one in Soho. That's you our friends. You want to hear how small the world is, how we probably have met each other? I was the merchandising manager for Urban Outfitters, the one in Soho. I used to go to Intermix all the time. I forgot what his name was, but it was like the tall African guy. Me and him, we used to, he used to always like yes. come by the store and he would get stuff from Urban and I would always go over there and stuff like that because I would let him use my discount. Oh, no, nah, Af- he's not African. I know who you're talking about. Oh, no, yes. There yeah. was a couple of security guards. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. there was a couple of them. No, yeah. uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yes. I used to go to that store all the yeah, time. Yeah, on Prince Street. Uh-huh. Yo, this is crazy. So, yo, so my creators, you know when I say my, my minor Kanye story I had. So, around that time, when Kanye and Amber Rose used to come to the store, this is... Yeah, because they used to live across the street in the loft. Yes. That was directly across the street from, uh, from, from Urban Outfitters because Kanye used to come into the store with Amber to get, like, basic things and stuff like that. Right. That's when everybody was going. Chris Brown, Kanye, you had Foxy Brown going Will into Smith the store. Will through. Smith used to come through because it's like they would go to Intermix and then more than likely, if they didn't go past anything else, they would at least stop in the Soho or they would send somebody in there to get, like, into the urban to get basics. Yo, because they used to come and get the jeans and everything from Intermix. Yo, son! Mm-hmm. So, I, so, I would, so I would tell the story about how, no, I had, like, my minor five minutes when I talked to Kanye when it was just around 808 Heartbreak. You know what yep. I'm saying? So my store used to play... Baby, don't you worry. Anytime he was in there. So I was coming from my man Ray, 
and because he, he was the security guy, I had to cover for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the door. Kanye comes through and he looks. He gives me a look. And I'm like, yo, I got nothing to do with that, bro. That's this corny ass song. They yeah. playing your song, whatever. But that was my uh, minor time, whatever. Yeah. But it was just so shockingly how how you're speaking yeah. and about it. And then when you say Soho Park, oh my God, the mm-hmm. best fries in Soho, yeah. right there on um mm-hmm. on Prince and uh, yep. Lafayette, mm-hmm. right there on the corner. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's why I say like the world is so small. Right. You know what I mean. Right. All right. Second scenario. As you said, you definitely worked with a lot of clients, mm-hmm. but definitely for you to put you on the megastar celebrity stylist mark, right? Not saying you're not there, but let's say to put you there, there's two types of clients that come to you. Yeah. Client A, low engagement, but great attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Great attitude, definitely work with you, grassroots type attitude, a whole nine. Mm-hmm. Client B, megastar, super engagement, through the roof, but shitty attitude, horrible. Who are you working with and why? Ah, Miles is going again with this thinking. We're going again with this thinking. Yes. See, that's a catch-22. Ah, no, we're not doing this political. Right. No political catch-22. Yeah. You must one or the other style. God, come on. It's just like the MCU. Um, it's just like the Marvel Universe. You got to pick one. I mean, be, being very honest, like, I like a challenge, so I would do B. What? Yeah. Wow. B. Because the thing is that, like, just because that person has a bad attitude with everybody else doesn't mean that I can't be the person that they have a good attitude with. Mm, that's that style God talk. Yeah, so. That's that style that, that God talk, I just got to be on my A game at all times because if you don't give them nothing to talk about, there's nothing to talk about. <clears throat> oh. So. I. All right, now last last thing. Now, definitely, you talked about in this interview about your your beginnings as far as like where you came from, mm-hmm. and then now where you're at. So let's say you're tied down to a chair, tied down to a chair. Ten hot steaming pissed off rhinos are running at you. You have two options to get out. Option A, be style god. Uh, option B, still stay the route that you did in Miami. Which which one are you going with to get out the situation? Oh, be style god. Huh? What's up? Come on. Speak on it. Um, wait, wait. Explain that question a little bit. No, no. I know. So pretty much, all right. So you're tied down to a chair. Yeah. Right? That's the situation. Ten rounds is coming at you. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, almost like matrix status almost. Like, all right, in this this option, it's, all right, where where your life was in Miami as far as working, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you were definitely still eager to be somewhere, right? Yeah. Option B is, oh. It's me. I'm, I'm it. I'm, I'm the god. I'm style god. So where are you going with to get out the situation? Because remember, you got ten pissed off rhinos coming at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miles. Oh, this is so amazing. Three for three. Yes. All stumped Please. questions. I would say. Mm. But see, I don't want to go the route that I was going in Miami because see, Miami was a trying time. Um. Hmm. I mean, I would say, honestly, I mean, if I had to do it, I would just go the route of being style guy because I know I would figure out a way how to get out of there in less than 10 seconds. Ah, <laughs> ah my creatives. Oh, ah, de- don't want to finish this, but we definitely have to. Could you definitely talk to my creators? We're reaching out to my creators right now. Can you please talk about your top three motivational quotes or advice for my creators? Oh, I actually have them all tattooed on me. What? Uh, let's get to so, it. Let's get with it. One of the first ones that I have that right is uh, creativity is the absence of fear. Oh, I like that. 
like that. So I feel like to be fully creative, you mm-hmm. have to lose your sense of fear. Right. Lose your sense of fear of failing, of not accomplishing, of maybe not getting the correct result that you may want. Because at the end of the day, everything is a learning lesson. And you can't learn from anything if you're fearful. Mm. Okay. The second one. Um, the second one that I would say is... Oh, this is so dope. She got it like all... On her arms, had it. Create like an artist, uh, think like a drug dealer. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so pretty much like uh, with that is always being creative, always understanding your craft, always being in the know, whether or not it's you having me time by yourself. You know what I mean? You not being around anybody. You maybe sitting down like there's days where I watch nothing but fashion documentaries. I mm. put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I don't talk to nobody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing is that I still have to learn. There's still never get comfortable like you know what i mean within your craft because the thing is that you're never going to fully continue to learn if you get comfortable you know what i mean and i would say think like a drug dealer because the thing the one thing that a drug dealer is going to do is sell his product (laughs) and by and that's by how by any means Means necessary necessary, you know what i mean so the thing is that i'm going to be creative and i'm gonna sell my product by any means necessary so you'll see my clients and you'll see what they have on you see what i thought about you know what i mean you see why i put them in the work that i put them in right so then that way when they are showcasing these looks to everybody else it makes sense for the path of their career that's going in all right last one uh, the last one I would say is um, something, like, I mean, pretty much simple. Like, uh, be, be a living icon. Okay. Like, yeah. I, with that, like, I would just say that with everything that you're doing um, within, like, your career and your creative path, like, never let anyone tell you that you're less than what you are. Mm. And if you know that you're an icon already, then everything else is pretty much just continuing that stride as you're living out here. That's it. That's it. Ah, Sigourney, Style God. Um, my God, this conversation with you was amazing. I'm not even going to lie to you, my creators. Uh, I might have to make this premium. You have to charge you mofos now. <laughs> but nonetheless, we all should know about you. But please reach out to my creators. Let everybody know where to follow you at. Okay, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Style God. It's S T Y L E G X D. I also have uh, my website, www.styleguide.com. Um, and also, if you want to follow the show, which will be um, right now, probably like uh, early spring going into summer release, uh, the Instagram for that is Shopish BK, so it's S-H-O-P-I-S-H-B-K. Ah, my creators, thank you, Sigourney, for being here. Now, that's my creators, you already know what it is, man. You definitely, definitely, definitely heard another edition of Cuts, episode 86. Please, I want all comments, feedback. If you want that, please send that to CutsPodcast1 at gmail.com, as well as go to CutsPodcast.com. Also, too, listen on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple for the audio, and as well as on the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Cuts Podcast. And also, if you want to hit me up, you know what it is, man, at Remo Marac underscore. And as well as if you want to hit me up even more, hit me up on our website, RemoMarac.com. As I said, it's episode 86 of Cuts Podcast Season 4. You know what it is. You know the hashtag. Ah! That's PTC. That's pound that chest. 
Come on! Man, we are out of here. Peace. Yours truly, Remo Marac, a.k.a. Chef Remo. Yeah, you hear it cuts. You know what the cuts stand for. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Now, for the latest features, content, interviews, and more, click that subscribe button. Come on, man!